welcome to the All Things Overlanding podcast. My name is Fletch, and I'll be your host. Are you ready for some great overlanding content? Then let's get into it. Hey there, Fletch from All Things Overlanding here. Today, I'm pretty excited because we have got Jack and Scott from actually the Patreon group. Um, And we're all getting together, just trying this thing out uh, once a month, kind of getting together and talking about a topic about overlanding, right? So um, some of us have more experience than others. We all have kind of different setups. So today, we're actually all going to kind of talk a little bit about our uh, sleeping setups. You know, how do we prefer to do it? Are we rooftop tent, hammock? Are we truck bed campers? You know, everybody's got a little bit different setups. So the hope is that from this episode, you'll get a bunch of different sort of options and, you know, reasons why people go with the different setups that they do. So if you're kind of considering different setups, again, you'll get a bunch of different options in this episode and ideas for maybe what you might want to do on your build. So let's have Jack and Scott introduce themselves at no particular order. Jack, you want to go first and just kind of tell us, you know, who you are and and what you drive? Yeah, Uh, I'm Jack Flood. I drive a 2015 Toyota Tacoma and I've had multiple sleep systems. I've had my Tacoma since 2015 Uh, and probably one of my easiest sleep systems I ever did was just an awning. And then I set a cot underneath the awning. And if it was raining, I would just tilt down the front of the awning. Now I have a rooftop tent, but I've tried every type of sleeping system pretty much out there that I can think of at this time. And uh, I'm sticking with the rooftop tent for right now. Cool. Cool. And then we've got Scott too. Scott, you want to tell us what you drive and kind of your sleep setup? So I've got a 2011 Ram 1500 uh, with a small lift on it. I'm just now starting to do some build out. I don't have any recovery gear. Um, I've been a tent camper. I now have a cap on my truck and I'm building out the bed of my truck to to uh, kind of do the bed uh, truck bed camping thing. That's cool. And I'm I'm. I'm where you guys were years ago. I'm just now trying to figure out what works best for me. I'm hoping to have my uh, bed, my truck bed built out within the next week or two so that we can take it on its inaugural run. That's awesome. Yeah, I love I love how everybody takes a different approach to it. And again, we're going to kind of talk through our setups in more detail tonight. We'll talk a little bit about the pros and cons and kind of what brought us to where we're at. So, uh, you know, if you want to hear again about multiple sleeping setups for overlanding, stay tuned. that believe it or not summer is just around the corner luckily armor all america's most trusted auto appearance brand has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine plus now through may 31st we'll give you five dollars for every 20 you spend on armor all products that means car wash pods protectant tire shine you name it find out how to get your five dollar rebate at armorall.com armor all less work more clean terms apply 
All right, guys. So as you heard in the intro, uh, today we're talking about, we're talking with folks from the Patreon page about their sleep setups to give you a bunch of different sort of options because each one of us, Scott, Jack, and myself all have completely different approaches to how we are going to be doing our sleep setups. Um, so again, today we're going to kind of jump into that. We are going to start, we're going to have a few sort of sections that we're going to talk through. We're going to start by talking about uh, what our experience has been that kind of brought us to where we are right now. Then we're going to dive into uh, what our goals are for our sleep setup builds and, and kind of where we're going with them. And then finally, we're going to end up with sort of pros and cons of each of ours because, you know, none of these are necessarily the end all be all. Like, I'm not going to tell you guys that you have to have a rooftop tent to be an overlander. That's not what we're going to do. But we'll tell you the pros and cons of our setup so that you can have the information you need to make the best decision about what your sleep setup should be for you. Um, so yeah, let's kick it off. Who wants to go first? Uh, Scott, Jack, we want to talk about how you kind of came to where you are today that made you start building the truck that you're building. Yeah. I mean, I could start out. Um, I mean, I actually started out with a, uh, Jeep Cherokee XJ and I had that built out. I had a small lift on it and everything. And I tried sleeping in the back of it. And then I also have a daughter and, in all reality, I had, she didn't like sleeping in the back of it, but she likes sleeping in a tent. So, you know, I set up a tent and she's, she, her and I slept in a tent. I did tents for many years. And then I got my Tacoma, my uh, Toyota Tacoma. I was still using the tent. And then I was going out solo without my daughter. And I was trying to figure out a better system. And one thing I got was an awning. And I was like, well, okay, this is almost like a roof over my head. So all I need is a bed. So I bought a cot. And for many years, uh, I just slept with, you know, my awning and my cot. That's that mainly stuff. Yeah. You no know, bugs. I mean, you go in the winter and stuff, so you didn't have to deal with bugs probably as much. I would go at any time, but you just have Jeez. to fight them. You know, you got to, if you're going to have to fight with mosquitoes, you got to have a bug net over your face. Okay. And I, mommy sleeping bag, you know. Uh, Jeez. You know. And, uh, and, and then I, I got a good deal on a rooftop tent and I, uh, I picked that up and I was like, okay, well, this is going to be, you know, the, the final goal here is to have a rooftop tent. And I picked up a, a free spirit, um, recreation tent that I really, and, you know, I, I've been using that ever since. It's been on my truck. It's been off my truck. I've gone through many phases in my truck build. And right now it's getting ready to go back on. And I plan on mounting a diesel heater inside my uh, storage of my truck. And that'll actually be to heat my rooftop tent in the winter. And I plan to use it in the summer if it rains to dry out my rooftop tent, hmm, because that's if you pack them away, they do retain some moisture. So that's kind yeah. of my it. Cool. Scott, you want to tell us about kind of how you got to where you're at now? <laughs> I started out camping. I've always camped in a tent. And then a couple of years ago, we bought a, a slide in camper that was built on a or bolted onto a trailer. And I used it for a while but I was wanting something that was simple my younger brother who is semi-retired has a f-250 
and he'd put a camper shell on it and he'd build him a little bed and had him a shelf on it. And, and, uh, he was showing that to me one day and I'm like, dude, that's simple. You know, he, he just drives when he gets tired, he just crawls in the back and goes to sleep. <laughs> and, uh, you know, he was doing some kind of overlanding. He's not really going to take his truck off road much. Um, but you know, he'd go out to Utah and spend a week out in Utah and not have to worry about campgrounds. And can I get my camp trailer? He also has an Airstream that he takes very little. You know, he, uh, if he's going to be in one spot for four or five, six days, he'll take the Airstream. But if he's, I took that and I said, okay, that's what I want to do. Oh. But we started looking for a camper shell for my pickup, which is a, like I said, it's 2011 Ram quad cab, which is a three-quarter door, rear door. Okay. The cab between the crew cab and the quad cab is different in the shape of the back of the, like the back window. They won't go from one to the other. There's oh. specific built for each one. And every one that I found was for the crew cab and not the quad. Okay. So I'd kind of given up on it and said, okay, we'll pack everything up in totes and we'll just tent camp. Then we found our, found this camper shell. Um, I've got to brag a little bit because, you know, I'm in Northwest Arkansas, just, just, just outside the Ozark mountains. I got this camper shell in Chicago, actually Portage, Indiana. Yeah. So it's a drive. drive. My brother and I jumped in the truck Saturday morning, five o'clock in the morning and went to Chicago, picked up his camper shell and drove back. 1200 miles round trip. Yeah. And, uh, all in we're under $600 for the camper shell and the trip. Nice. You know, and these these things are, they're priced like rooftop tents. They're used ones are $1,500 new ones are 3000. Wow. You know, and again, they're all specific built for your rig. Yeah. And, um, so anyway, the idea is that I could pull into to a camp area and set up camp, basically just open the back of the truck up and camp set up. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm building two six foot drawers underneath my sleep platform to keep all of my gear, all my cooking stuff and things like that. Um, my camper shell has the side windows instead of sliding, they fold, they, they, uh, fold up like the yeah. back door does. So I, I've got some corner boxes built that I can reach in to, to access small cubbies that I've built in the corners in front and back of the, rear, the wheel wells. And again, I've got to stay close to the ground. When I take the wife and the kid camping, we've got a 70-pound boxer mix that's going to go with us, and he has to sleep with us. So going to the top of a truck is not going to work. Yeah. So that's kind of how we landed. I landed on the camper. I didn't even know this stuff existed two years ago. All right. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Well, and it's, it's interesting too, right? Because like, I mean, like you said, I have a dog too, but mine's 20 pounds. So like for me, a rooftop tent's no problem. I can carry that little thing up there, toss her in and she's good. But you know, the kids change everything. The spouse changes things. Dogs change things, (laughs) your location, terrain, all that stuff. You know, it can make a big impact on, on what you're doing. So I love it. Cool. Well, I guess I can tell a little bit about my, I mean, most of you have probably heard mine a hundred times because I talk about it a lot. So I'll keep it brief, but I mean, I'm similar to, to Jack. I've been through a ton of options, right? Like I, I think I started, I definitely started 
with tents. Cause like when I was a kid, I grew up in Southern Indiana. So we just, we lived in the woods and like my house was enveloped by woods and we'd hike back to quarries and stuff and just go camping. But we were, you know, it's not like my parents were rich or anything. So we just had like your little, you know, Walmart tent or whatever. And we'd take that out. And I did that for a long time. And then I kind of thought that was like the only way you could camp. So I just started when I got older and got into this overlanding thing, maybe four or five years ago, I'll do a tent. And then I'm laying on the ground and I'm like, I'm not 12 anymore. You know, my back is killing me. This is awful. So then I tried sleep pads and they're okay. And then I, I went to cot in a tent and that was pretty nice. Like the cot made things much better, but then you've got this big, huge cot that you've got to take and a tent and a pillow and a sleeping bag. And then my gear started to explode. So then I was like, well, maybe hammocks is the way for me because it's much smaller. It's, it's still very comfortable. It's lightweight, you know, but then there are, you know, it's hard to set those up. Sometimes you can't set them up places in the winter. It's really cold. It's a, sort of a different situation. And so that's when I finally made the jump to like a rooftop tent and I bought the cheapest one I could find on Amazon and it was great, but it was hard to like tear down and put back together. So then I, I upgraded to a hard shell and that's kind of where I've landed now is truck bed rack with a rooftop tent on top of it, a wedge style. So I just undo two clasps, open it up and it just opens up and I can get in and I'm good to go. So that's kind of my progression. That's what's taken me to where I am now. I though am kind of in your camp. Scott, like I, I've really been thinking about a camper shell would be so nice, right? For exactly the reasons you said to just pop the back open, hop in and go to sleep would be amazing. Keep all my bedding, everything, you know, have permanent storage places and, and the security piece too, I think is, is important. So I don't know. I don't know where I'm going to end up, but that's kind of how I got here. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If Only in Theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Well, cool. So next we are going to talk about, you know, now we've talked about where we came from. Now we're talking about where are we're going and what our goals are for our builds uh, i think we'll just run through in the same order if that's cool with you guys jack you want to kind of kick us off here yeah so right now i've been building a i have a flatbed on my tacoma and i've been building an australian style canopy for my and i just call it australian style because i have no better way to describe it but a canopy with gullwing doors on it and that's where I'm going to be. I'm going to be mounting my rooftop tent directly to that. Uh, in front of my rooftop tent, that's going to give me about uh, just enough space to fit some max tracks in front of my rooftop tent. Um, but uh, one thing that I am adding is a diesel heater that's going to be used to dry out my rooftop tent and then heat it when, you know, in winter when it is cold. Um, those forest air diesel heaters, they're cheap. You can buy them on Amazon. And if they break, they're cheap enough that you can get a new one. I do still carry around a hammock in case I really want to get lazy. Rooftop tents have come really far. They used to be really different. You know, the original, the Pui tents, you had to put up, you know, spring rods for each one of the windows and everything. But the new rooftop tents, like my free spirit, I just flip it open and it's set up. And I know 
and he just, he's got a wedge and, you know, you just pop it up and it's already open and it's not a big deal to set up. So I'm pretty happy about that so far. Feel free to walk out and show us your bed thing if you want. (laughs) It's pretty cool. That's you're right on the Australian style thing too. Like that's, it's like the things that they have in Australia, right? Yeah. And it's make sure this all enclosed and full of storage. It's awesome. Yeah. I'm going to be able to mount a spare tire back here. Uh, Gullwing doors. I have to move my awning forward a bit so it doesn't get in front of the doors. And then just on top, I've welded on a piece of aluminum. I got to do some bracing in here. Uh, Hmm. That'll hold my that my rooftop tent will bolt down to, but it's gonna. I think it'll work out pretty well, and I just have to find a place to put my rooftop or my my heater somewhere in here now. Yeah. So I have a question, Jack. Yeah. And actually, this goes to you too, Fletch. Something has come up here recently in some of the overlanding groups. What about gross vehicle weight? Hmm. Yeah. It's probably a concern. It's not one that I worry about, but yeah, it's it's probably a concern. I think most of us are overweight, honestly. Yeah, I would have to say, you know, I'm overweight too. Um, but how I've built my truck with my heavy duty, I've actually built my own leaf packs. And then also I have frame stiffeners. Uh, my truck rides a lot better. Oh, excuse me, I'm not... My truck a lot better with this weight of my aluminum canopy that I have set up here. Um, otherwise, it's just so stiff in the rear. So there are things that you can do to help, you know, with the load capacity of your, of your vehicle. But you also have to, you know, some people think it's just like suspension and that's it. You got to think about, well, your frame and the, you know what you're doing there well it's it's the same if you compare you know a half ton to a three-quarter ton you know it's not just more uh more springs it's bigger brakes and heavier yep. heavier frame and more cross bracing in the frame and and uh it the weight issue only plays an issue if you happen to have an, a wreck and then mm. you know uh the insurance companies and, and the legal community will get to looking at it and say, well, this truck's 1500 pounds overweight. You know, yeah. if he hadn't been so heavy, then maybe he wouldn't have smashed into this car yeah. type of thing where the insurance could say, well, you know what, dude, you're way overweight. So we're out. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's, that's a, the, the big thing that, you know, you, you look at, I'm just curious. Um, obviously you don't worry about it or you wouldn't be, able to be building what you're building. I mean, well, you know, when I look at it, I'm worried about my tires blowing out. So I make sure that my tires are properly motivated. And mm-hmm. also I'm worried about the, you know, longevity, longevity of my, my vehicle that I'm not overworking the transmission. I'm not overworking, you know, the engine. Um, you know, we, the company I work for, we actually build these off-road RVs and we do have to certify at a specific weight. We do have to do that as well. And that is something that, you know, in insurance issue, that's something that you have to account for. And, you know, 
sometimes we're all playing risks. It's just, <laughs> are you going to well, get caught? I don't have to worry driving a, a half ton. I don't have to worry about the weight. What yeah. I have to worry about is the Arkansas pinstripes I get when I go off in the woods. Right. You know, because yeah. I'm, I'm wider than all of you guys are. Sure. Well, and it's, it's funny too, because, you know, now that I'm thinking about it, like with mine, with my truck being a frontier, like when I think back to my Xterra, so I had a full drawer system in the rear, right? That was loaded down with gear. I had a fridge permanently mounted in it. I had a bunch of stuff back there. I had the rooftop tent, the awning. I had the Unistrut roof rack on top of all the rest of that stuff. So I was probably over static and dynamic weight, honestly, on that stock Xterra rack a little bit. Um, and it felt it too. It felt really top heavy. On the Frontier, though, it's mid-sized truck, but then it's Titan swap. So I've got, you know, full-size Nissan Titan CVs and UCAs and LCAs on it. I've got the bigger brakes on the front, at least. Um, stainless steel lines all the way around so and then it's got titan hd springs on leafs on the rear so like it is it's built as if it were a full size even though it's a mid-size truck so i that wasn't the purpose of it i bought it built like that but the guy that built it before built it for off-roading right so but those same sort of benefits that come from that would apply when you're carrying more weight but i would also say too that what's interesting is at least right now, my truck is way lighter because I don't have, because it's an open bed in the back. I don't have that. I mean, I have the deck system and I have pretty much everything out of that thing right now because it's just hard to pack. So I think I'm going to eventually just put like kitchen stuff in it, kind of make that all my like kitchen and then cooking type stuff and recovery gear. So it'll be any weight that is in there is going to be down low. And then it'll just be sort of an empty frame of a bed rack with the rooftop tent up high. But that does scare me a little bit too. When I had the rooftop tent on and I hit the Daniel Boone backcountry byway in Kentucky, that thing was kind of swaying on all the off-camera stuff. You could feel that rooftop tent up there. So I could see at some point moving that rooftop tent off. And I think that would probably make a big enough difference that one, I'd be more underweight anyways, but two, it would get that weight down lower. So but yeah, it's a great you. question. And it's something we don't think about enough, I think. So one what, what will help you out too is that the Titan front axle gives you a little bit wider stance. Yeah. Yep. You know, and if you if you put a tight rear end in it, you'll get that extra four inches back there, which will give you it'd be yep. just a little bit sturdier. Yeah. Yep. And I don't have sway bars, so you know, every little <laughs> every little bit helps. <laughs> so that's great. Cool. All right. Well, thank you guys. Uh do you want to go now on yours, Scott? Talk through kind of where sure. you're going with yours. So the idea that I have, like, we have a trip planned next year. Um, I told the wife that I wanted to go to Moab. Nice. And she said, well, okay, but I've never been to the Grand Canyon. I want to see the Grand Canyon. <laughs> I said, Okay. And she's never been to Yellowstone. She wants to go see Yellowstone. Nice. So we're going to take off and we're going to head west to the Grand Canyon, turn north. And we hope to have the camper, the truck built out to where we can do a little light, light off-roading and have our place to stay, cook, eat, sleep, shower, everything we need to do out of the back of the pickup. That's kind of where, where that's where I want to go. Yes, Jack, I'll probably be hitting you up on some electric issues. There's a lot of ways you can do that. Yeah, I know. I saw a YouTube video the other day. A guy took a plastic ammo can out of uh, Harbor Freight and he put a hundred 
a, a 10 amp hour battery in it. And then, it, then he ordered USB ports from uh, off Amazon, built him a little battery box. Yeah. You know, the, the uh, ammo cans, 25 or 30 bucks, uh, the uh, USB, and it's also got a, a power meter on it showing how much uh, charge you've got for 20 bucks. And then I don't know what a 10 amp lithium ion battery is, like, like a motorcycle size battery, 100 bucks or less. Probably you less. Know. I think I had a 35 amp hour battery that I had my Xterra as just exactly what you're talking about. I built a wooden box around it with a panel with a voltmeter mm -hmm. and some USBs and DC plugs and stuff. And I mean, that thing would, the thing is 10, 10 to me seems real light. Uh, you can speak more to that than I can Jack, but even with that 35 amp hour, I could charge like phones and small stuff, lights and things like that off of it. But then that was about it. Um, but I, then I recharged that off solar. That's how originally my solar was just keeping that battery topped off. So I constantly had juice in that. Um, but then I didn't have to worry about killing my starter battery <laughs> if I was charging a bunch of stuff. So but what do you think, Jack? Well, I think that, you know, if you're, if you're not going to have a separate, you know, dual battery system or a separate power, you know, a power bank, uh, you should always carry around a jump pack just in case you decide to uh, <clears throat> drain your batteries. And those, the ones that they have now, they're cheap on Am, you know, NOCO makes them. NOCO, yeah. But there's all difference out there. And it's, it's definitely a nice thing to carry around in case you're in the middle of the woods and there's no one around to jump you. Yeah, I carry one of those and I do have a dual battery setup and I have solar on the truck. <laughs> but just in case, I have killed my battery several times before in the past even when I thought I was good and had solar and everything and I still, the fridge was sapped it or something happened. So yeah, it's good. That's good. Good advice, Jack. So cool. Is that your setup, Scott? That's, so that's kind of your dream build, huh? The, the bed camper style yep. deal with power. For right, and everything. For right now. Um, I'm kind of anti rooftop tent. Yeah. For I'm a variety good. of reasons, not just the dog up for a variety of reasons. Yep. And so I've got two choices. I can either sleep in tent or I can sleep back to pick up. So got to deal with your limitations, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, cool. So um, I will talk about mine a little bit, I guess, here then. Um, so currently, again, man, I see I'll, listening to you guys talk about all this stuff makes me question everything. I'm the worst. Like, I'm I'm the worst at sticking with an idea. But I guess that's a good way to get content, right? I'm just constantly going to be building a new project every year. But right now, the plan is I, I'm waiting on a rack from Extrusion Overland, which I'm really excited about because it's awesome. It's extrusion-based bed rack, right? So you can literally move stuff and mount stuff all over the thing. Um, it's going to be it's going to be an interesting sort of combo, though, of like your cap. Uh, Scott and, and your thing, Jack, with the gull wings, because they do have a cool system where they have like molly panels, uh, CNC machine, aluminum molly panels with gas struts on the side. So I can mount things like, you know, axes or shovels or light, light sort of stuff on those. But then I can turn a knob and lift those up and access my bed. So it'll be a bed rack with that stuff mounted on there. I'm going to also do a diesel heater and I'm going to permanently mount it. But another cool thing that I talked to them about and they said they could do is they have these like pieces of extrusion on drawer slides, locking drawer slides. 
And I said, well, could we make one where I have a locking drawer slide that's like up against my cab of my truck? And that's where I mount the diesel heater to the side of that. And then I could open up my Molly panel thing on the side, grab the slide and slide it out and it'll lock in place with the diesel heater out of the truck with the power cables going back down into the bed because uh, Jack helped me wire my Red Arc stuff. I've got a distribution block in the deck system. So it'll be wired permanently down in the deck system and controlled by the Red Arc system. Um, but then I can just hook my hose up to it and run it right up into my rooftop tent. And the side that it's going to come out on will be under my awning. So like if it is raining or, you know, freezing, raining or snowing, the diesel heater will be covered. So it's not just out in the elements. So there's kind of a lot of thought that went into it, but I'm pretty excited about that. I think it's going to be pretty cool, uh, assuming that it all works out and everything goes well with that. But then I've got a rooftop tent on top too, my rugged bound uh, four by four. Uh, rugged bound big country four by four tent which is a wedge style and i do really like that tent it also has a, a 50 amp anderson plug on it so i'm going to wire that up to that distribution block in the back which will give me power and a couple of usbs inside the tent that i can charge stuff with so that's kind of where i'm going with my setup is still the rooftop tent on top of the rack um the rack that i ordered is a couple inches higher than my my cab rack because the old one wasn't so I actually, if you saw the video, I'm sure, but I, I broke my third brake light from the tent contacting it and hitting the cab and it stuck off like a foot off the back. It looked stupid. And it also was probably, you know, doing all kinds of stuff to weight distribution. Who knows what's going on back there, but so I'm going to be able to scoot it forward about six inches, I think over the cab. So it'll almost be kind of like yours, Jack, where it's like a, a go fast camper style, like almost like a drop in bed, you know, rooftop tent. I've watched also Mo Leisure's X Ventures, the guys with a with an Xterra that they cut a hole in their roof and cut a hole in the bottom of their big country tent, so they could go up and access it from inside. Now I'm not going to do that because I don't have a sealed cap, but man, maybe someday, right? If I got a cap someday, that would be pretty cool to just basically make it turn it into like a go fast camper style or, you know, any of those brands of those kind of things. That kind of to me seems like my ultimate setup. Would be like a bed cap that I could go through to get into the tent. That would be pretty sweet. So I don't know, but for right now, rooftop tent on top of bed rack is where I'm going. So we'll see how that goes and how long that stays. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. So, and then finally, uh, you know, thanks guys for talking about your sort of setups and where we're going with them. You know, finally, we're going to kind of end with the pros and cons. You know, Scott mentioned he's anti-rooftop tent. There's, I'm in some ways anti-rooftop tent and in some ways pro-rooftop tent. So we'll kind of all talk (laughs) through our uh our our pros and cons of our own setups i guess and and again if you're listening at home and you're trying to figure out is a cap you know right for me is a rooftop tent on a rack right for me is a australian style hand fabricated aluminum box right for you i mean you got to get some skills and a welder to do that but or find a shop that'll work with you but you know we'll give you kind of the pros and cons of our setups so that you can make a decision so jack you want to go first with pros and cons of your setup yeah i mean I've been sleeping in the rooftop tent for a while and you know, some of the biggest cons that I have ever experienced was, you know, if I'm traveling multiple days in my rooftop tent and it rains and then you got to close it and then you open it back up, 
12. A rooftop tent does shed rain, you know, water pretty well. But if you close it up and it's still wet and sometimes in the morning you're getting on the road and you don't have time to let it dry off and you can't drive down the road and let it dry off, right. you know. So, you know, you if you close it up, it gets wet. And that's why I'm going to do the heater, um, you know, to help mitigate that issue, hopefully. Uh, but another another thing that uh, I think is a con to having a rooftop tent is I was camping in South Dakota, right outside the Badlands. If you know where I'm talking about, everybody mm-hmm. else camps there. Um, but it's on the top of a bluff when you're going over and a big storm came through. It was real windy. And on top of, you know, in my rooftop tent, uh, you know, that wind is coming through and it's just like a big sail and your whole truck's shaking. So either you're going to be, you know, you're first, you're wondering, okay, is my truck going to roll off this bluff because a gust of wind is just going to blow me over? I thought that. And then I was, you know what? It's okay. I can go back to bed. And then, you know, the next thing is you kind of got to get used to that, you know, wind flapping noise and, you know, the, just the shaking. And once you get used to it, you can go right back to bed, but I was pretty tired as well. (laughs) Um, You know, and I'm not, you know, a lot of people say they are, you know, they want to get off the ground to avoid, you know, critters and everything. Well, every time I was in a, in my cot or sleeping in a tent or in my, uh, you know, sleeping in my uh, hammock, you know, I never had any issues with, you know, animals and I was sleeping in bear country and, you know, it's just all about how you treat treat your camp and you make sure you put away your food and you get less animals coming around you know so is a rooftop tent the perfect solution for everybody no but it's working for me right now and sometimes I don't even want to set up my rooftop tent so I always carry around my cot anyways and I'll just set up my awning because sleeping in nice open air is pretty nice some nights you know as long as the mosquitoes aren't attacking right nice cool scott you want to talk through your pros and cons i guess we all suffer this is a main con and we all kind of suffer that is i lose my pickup bed mm. you know there's no more hauling you know fletches i've told you know mentioned time a time or two again it's not only my daily it's my work truck yeah. you know i pull my i've got a gutter business and i pull my trailer with it every day and sometimes i have to go get material well i've just kind of eliminated that use of the truck some other cons that i have like i'm still trying to figure out exactly what to do with certain recovery gear like max tracks if i get a high lift jack stuff like that because you know if, if you've got a, a bed rack with a rooftop tent on it well, you've got mounting points on the side of your bed rack yeah. this kind of stuff i'm thinking that i might put some uh put a rack on top of it and then maybe a basket you know, to keep that kind of stuff in, uh, stuff that I won't use often because hell no, the truck, the top of the camera's eight foot off the ground. Yeah. You know, now I got to carry a ladder just so I can get up into, <laughs> so I'm carry things that I wouldn't use often, a chainsaw, you know, get a, get a watertight box for, for my electric chainsaw and keep it, you know, 
like I said, a lot of my recovery gear that I wouldn't necessarily, maybe a small box with, uh, you know, shackles and tree straps and, and uh, ropes and things like that. It makes storage a little bit more difficult. You know, sure. I've got to throw my camp chairs and all that kind of stuff on my bed. As soon as I get to camp, then I got to unload it before I go, go to sleep. Yeah. You know, so a lot of guys, you know, you'll see that do this, they'll throw stuff in their back seat. Well, that's yeah. all well and fine, except I've got a four-year-old and a 70-pound boxer to carry with me in my back seat. So there's no more cab room. So it's all got to go on top of or inside the cab. Those are kind of my cons. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, and a lot of what you guys have said kind of feeds into mine too, right? So same things you said, Jack, with the rooftop tent, also weight for me, right? Like I've experienced that the couple of times that I've off-roaded that truck with all that weight up high. And now I'm moving it two inches higher. So remember that the, the <laughs> rack is going even higher. So that the good thing is though, then it will go forward a little bit. So that's, I think I'm kind of offsetting some of that by moving it forward. So there's kind of some pros along with the cons there. Um, but to your point too, like I can't really use my truck, even with the rack on it and stuff. I, I, I got some mulch in it and it was a nightmare. It was a pain. I mean, it actually was kind of nice cause I could stack it higher. I knew it wasn't going to fall out cause the rack was there. Um, but like it got caught on it and tore and then I had mulch all in the back of my truck trying to get that stuff out of there. But so, you know, that's, if you've, you guys have seen it, but I've ordered a Maverick and people are like, why are you getting a second truck? And I'm like, it has seats for five because I can only seat three in my truck. It's doesn't have a fridge in the back seat full time. It doesn't have a deck system. It's not going to have a bed rack. Like I can actually use it as a truck. I need a truck. I want a truck to use for truck things. Like you said, Scott, but I can't use my overland truck for that. So the overlanding truck is almost useless. It's, it's just a toy at this point, you know? Um, so there's a lot of cons to that. And the same with like uh, gear stuff with that open style. That's what I'm a little envious of with your setup, Scott, is like, I got a ton of stuff that I take in and out every single trip, like my chainsaw, mm-hmm. like my axes, like my shovel, like my cooking stuff. Like I, I went on a three day trip through Hoosier National Forest three or four weeks ago. And it was like, uh, I had one Plano crate that had all my cooking stuff and propane and all that stuff. And then I had my couple of rigid boxes, which just have like my, all the rest of my like kitchen gear. And we went into a town. Like we, one day we like went into Nashville, Indiana and we're like, we'll go eat lunch. And I'm like, crap. (laughs) So to your point, I had, luckily I didn't have kids and dogs and stuff in the back, but I have a fridge in my back seat. So I had to stack the boxes were filthy too. It was dry as could be. So there's dust on everything. So I'm taking these filthy boxes and like throwing them in my truck on top of the gear shift lever and over top <laughs> of all my gear in the back, got dust on everything. And I was like, well, someone's just going to walk off with these if I don't secure them. So there's, there's a lot of pros and cons to all this stuff, right? I mean, you're, you're sacrificing usefulness in your vehicle, your, you know, but then also I like, I do like having the stuff there. I like being able to just throw a couple boxes in the back and be ready to go. So yeah, there's, there's definitely pros and cons to all of it. You know, sometimes I think for those of you listening or watching at home, like just a tent or just a cot may be easier, right? Even if you do have to carry a little bit more gear, it, it might just be easier just to have one box with all your sleeping stuff in it. Uh, so yeah, it, it does get kind of obsessive. Like as you get going, you get more and more gear and, and then you start to see some of those cons, but I mean, I tell you what, it is comfortable sleeping in the rooftop tent. That is nice. It is. I've never had problems with bugs or, or, uh, animals either, Jack, but I, I do, it does stay cleaner. 
for some reason. I think just not being on the ground and tracking stuff in and out, like taking mm-hmm. your shoes off, going up the ladder and putting them in a shoe bag. It does tend to keep it a little bit cleaner. You get more of a breeze if it's not too much wind. Like there, it is kind of nice and like calm weather to be up high, catching a little breeze and stuff going through it. But yeah, there's definitely pros and cons to to all these setups. So awesome. Well, thank you guys for for sharing your pros and cons too. All right, everybody. So as you saw, there are a ton of different ways to approach a sleeping setup, right? So thanks to Jack and Scott for joining me on this episode. It was a lot of fun. Um, you know, they're great guys. Jack's build is crazy. I love Scott's because it's so simple, right? Like it kind of makes me really rethink a lot of the stuff that I've done. And if I just had like a good cap and I could sleep inside of it, it'd be so much quicker to set up and so much easier to kind of always have on me, give me enclosed space in the rear. Um, so again, I hope that that was helpful. If you are, you know, sort of looking to find the right setup for you, I hope that you got some information out of that. I know it was a little bit of a longer episode. Um, but again, packed full of information. So hopefully that was fun. Hopefully that was enjoyable. Um, if you're not already, make sure to click that subscribe button if you're on YouTube. If you're on the podcast, you know, leave a five-star review if you can. Also down in the description below are links to Facebook, Instagram, the podcast if you're on YouTube, YouTube if you're on the podcast, the Patreon page. So where these guys came from, right? They are actually part of my small but loyal Patreon group of people. Um, so if you want to join that group, if you want to be part of our Discord, and if you want to be on these live sort of episodes, feel free to check out the link to Patreon down below. Totally optional, but if you want to do it, I'd love to have you. And then the newbie overlanders group, of course, is also going to be a link down in the description below. That group has grown like crazy, almost 9,000 people now, so it's kind of unbelievable. Um, but if you're newer to overlanding or if you're not and you want to help new people, uh, we'd love to have you. So come check it out. But again, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. And we will see you guys next week. Take care.